another oldie but goodie. I've been thinking about doing Patreon, and I went and kind of updated my Patreon page. That's where you can go and pay money, subscribe to my podcast. And I'm looking at it and I go, do I really want to do that? I mean, everybody does it, but God, I just, I mean, you know, part of it's the money, part of it's the attention or the, what would you call it? Just know that people care, something like that. But I don't know. I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. Um, I'll think about. I'll let you know. I mean, how do you, I've I've done eight hundred podcasts for free, and I'm going to change change it now. I mean, the only real reason I would think to get on Patreon would be to find maybe I'll do it and not have any subscriber only content. That's what people do. They, you know, I don't know. I'll think about it. Because I want to talk about something more near and dear to my to me, which is William Blake and Vincent Van Gogh. Those are two artists I identify with because they never had any success in their lives. I mean, material success. Let me put it that way. Great artistic success. But I remember reading that Blake was so poor that he would melt down his etchings so he could make new ones. That's how poor he was. Who knows how much work of his we lost because of that. And I remember having to delete audio files of mine on my computer. Uh, Beautiful stuff. Because I didn't have room for them if I wanted to make a new uh, song or piece. Same thing. And I remember reading uh, or hearing a thing where Van Gogh's going, don't, don't, don't I bring enough, some beauty into the world for somebody? I mean, can't, you know, I mean, it was just in pain. And I used to f- feel like that. I would, I think, is, you know, I'm trying to bring this beauty into the world and, and will anybody ever see it? And it was kind of, I, you know, I've talked about it before, but what I, what I like about Blake, and this guy wrote about him, wrote about he, Blake spoke of his paintings as being what he had seen in his visions, and when he said my visions, it was an ordinary, unemphatic tone in which we speak of trivial matters that everyone understands and cares nothing about. Blake peppered his conversation with remarks about his relationship with various angels, the nature of the devil, and his visionary meetings with (laughs) such historical figures as Socrates, Milton, and Christ. Somehow he did this in a way that people found endearing rather than disturbing. When, When Robinson asked him, meaning William Blake, about the divinity of Jesus, Blake said, He is the only God, and so am I, and so are you.
looking for oh the guy went to visit William Blake and his wife and they lived in total poverty in this like two room apartment there was but one chair in the room besides that on which he sat on my putting my hand to it I found that it would have fallen to pieces if I had lifted it so as if I had been a sybarite right I said with a smile will you let me indulge myself and I sat on the bed and near him and during my short stay there was nothing in him that betrayed he was aware of what to other persons might have even been offensive not in his person but in all about him And here's Blake once said, I live in a hole here, but God has a beautiful mansion for me elsewhere. He knew that he was pitied by the occasional prosperous artist who visited, but he thought that it was he who should be pitying them. I possess my visions and peace. They have bartered their birthright for a mess of pottage. Lastly, Robinson also noted, though he spoke of his happiness, he being William Blake, he spoke of past sufferings and of sufferings as necessary. There are suf- There is suffering in heaven, for where there is the capacity of enjoyment, there is the capacity of pain. And with that, I will... Say goodbye for today. This is Knox riding the wild bubble with you.